Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Blind Boys Politics. And Chris, how are we feeling at the moment? I'm feeling great. That's good. <laughs> um, you uh, know, we have a vice presidential debate to talk about. Um, yeah, a little late, but better late better than never. Better late never. than never. You know, we, there's That's what I always tell everyone. Oh, yeah. I mean, there were some technological issues kind of hampering us for a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, better late than never. We're, we're getting to you guys about the whole thing. We've got our opinions here. And especially since there is no presidential debate, it slides in perfectly. We're here. We're doing it. Denise lobbied out of you. Let's talk <laughs> about it. <laughs> so... There's usually only one vice presidential debate. It's usually not the most important one, but given that the one prior to this was a train wreck and the one that was supposed to be this week's canceled, this one, all eyes, is now on this one. Yeah, uh, in fairness, you know, like Chris said, with the lack of a presidential debate and the fact that the first one was scarily bad, and the like so much like a circus that it barely even represented a debate it just th- this vice presidential debate could very well turn out to be the deciding factor on who gets chosen for president um, which i mean to some might not be the best way to win and you know probably shouldn't be that way but it's where we are it's what we're dealing with right now it is what it is voila So the moderator for the debate was Susan Page. She is the Washington Bureau Chief of USA Today. She has over 47 years of experience in politics, and she has done over or followed more than 10 presidential campaigns. Now, the vice presidential debate. It works different than the other debates. Um, there is nine 10-minute segments. Um... And it's the regular 90 minutes long start. All the debates start at 9 p.m. Um. So there were a bunch of different topics hit during this debate. Um, the the major ones included COVID, uh, the vaccine, roles, economy, climate change, China, racial justice, and transference of power. So pretty much what you'd expect, uh, especially after the first debate. So we're just going to talk about some highlights of it, like the walkaway key points of it. Um, first thing was it was counted. Mike Pence interrupted Senator Harris. Ten times Senator Harris interrupted Vice President Mike Pence five times, and Susan Page had to interrupt both of them at one point to remind them of and you know some people might ask us some people don't watch the debate some people might ask why are you giving us the uh interruption numbers well let's revisit the first debate where it was a train wreck and everyone interrupted everyone so it was kind of more of a um let's see what the numbers are this time yes see uh what the final scores are so there was two, both of them um had like big ticket like things that they both said that um everyone kind of 
it stuck with them and it was kind of like a key thing for the debate. It was Senator Harris's was simple, I'm speaking. Uh, Vice President Mike Pence's was, you're entitled to your own opinions, but you're not entitled to your own facts. Yep. Um, they both said that several times. Oh, yeah. That was like the big... Those were their, like, you jabs know how, at each other. You know how superheroes have, like, a, I don't want to say a tagline, but, you know, like, their own special phrase. Well, that ended up being, the, you know, those ended up being their phrases throughout the entire debate. And then, like Chris said, it got repeated over and over again. Now, being, like, the there were several things talked about, but the big, big thing was COVID. Um, Senator Harris said, you know, the president and the vice presidents were informed about COVID-19 January 28th. They didn't do anything about it until March 13th. What would you have done if you found out about January 28th? She brought up the toilet paper issue. And then Mike Pence, he he was saying that, um, excuse me, Joe Biden's plan looks identical to our plan? Right. Yeah, he basically called it plagiarism, um, which was kind of interesting to hear. And then after the plagiarism, we talked about some taxes. We're talking about the president's taxes. Yeah. Senator Harris said the president only pays $750 in taxes. I thought they meant $750,000 in taxes. Nope, $750. Vice President responded, well, he pays tens of millions of dollars in property tax and payroll taxes. Yeah, I of course, this is something that was huge in the first debate, too. Um, there was actually a question in the first debate that directly related to Trump's tax returns. And, uh, you know, it's been pretty heated and um, overarching topic across both debates so far and will likely come up again. Um, yeah, I'd say it's pretty likely to come up again in the third debate somewhere. Uh, yeah, the third and final, which is kind of weird to say, but that's yeah, right. what it is. Um and then things started to get heated around um, the climate change. And then after that, it, it wasn't like the first debate where it was heated, heated, but tensions started to rise, I guess you could say. Yeah, including um, one point where there was climate change. a lot of, like, you know, there was one point throughout at this point where it almost did start to sound like the first debate. It didn't get on the same stage as it, nowhere near it. No, but you start, started to have that like overlapping conversation type situation and the moderator just trying to cut in. Mm-hmm. And then um, one big thing that never got answered was, did either the vice president or Senator Harris have a time running mate um, with their age, you know, things like that. Neither one of them chose to answer that. Senator Harris didn't answer the question about packing the Supreme Court. She turned it around on a question, packing the court. There hasn't been one black person to serve on the Supreme Court. Um, another big thing was that um, President Mike Pence decided to give a history lesson with E. Blinken, and then she shot back with another history lesson with E. Blinken about 
Supreme Court nominations, so that was a little bit of a heated moment right there. Um, well, and then, and going back to, just pausing for a second, going back to um, the questions not being answered, it, it was quite interesting to to see both of them fail to answer the question about having a conversation with their respective candidates. Um, and, you know, the whole thing was like, if, you know, surrounding their age, if they were to become ill, you know, what would be the next course of action? Neither of them answered this. And it kind of makes you wonder and kind of assume that that hasn't really been, that either hasn't been a main uh, point to their campaign or, you know, a priority either that or for some reason they don't want to release what they, you know, what they came up with, which that wouldn't make too much sense, but. Well, that's just speculation. Of course. Um, everyone probably has their own opinion on why they didn't, or they just, just thought it wasn't important. And, uh, you know, it could bring up many things. Now that was pretty much like a recap of like the debate itself, but there was still one final question. Now, if my editor wouldn't mind playing this final question for us. We'll play it right here. You know, I've, uh, I've, asked, I've written all the questions that I've asked tonight, but for the final question of the debate, I'd like to um, write a, uh, read a question that someone else wrote. The Utah Debate Commission asked students in the state to write essays about what they would like to ask you. And I want to close tonight's debate with the question posed by Brecklin Brown. She's an eighth grader at Springville Junior High in Springville, Utah. And here's what she wrote, quote, when I watch the news, all I see is arguing between Democrats and Republicans. When I watch the news, all I see is citizen fighting against citizen. When I watch the news, all I see are two candidates from opposing parties trying to tear each other down. If our leaders can't get along, how are the citizens supposed to get along? And then she added, your examples could make all the difference to bring us together, end quote. So to each of you in turn, I'd like you to take one minute and respond to Brecklin. Vice President Pence, you have one minute. Now, let me tell you this one, next. For that to come out of an eighth grader's mouth, for them to have that, like, thinking level right there, like that that was a packed question that was a like for the simplicity of that question it was a big question you know i was sitting here at my desk listening to the debate getting all the questions written down all that good stuff and when i heard that question and when i heard the fact that it came from an eighth grader I, i just stopped just mouth open just shocked because i I know a lot of people our own age, yours and mine, Chris, that wouldn't be able to come up with a question like that at all. I probably won't have even thought of that to ask. Definitely not in those words. Like the the wording of the question was impressive. And just it was a very simple question. But it was. the question had so much But it was deep. Yeah, it had so much power to it that it was probably the best question that was asked during that entire debate. Yeah. It, you know, and there were some interesting responses on both sides. Um, Pence's Um, Pence's main focus 
to this question was essentially that, you know, despite the fact that people do get into arguments, they do get into fights, you know, humans as a species love a good debate, they love a good argument, and they may disagree on a lot of things, but that doesn't mean that we won't come together in the end and that we won't be united in the end because at the end of the day, this country is a united country. And he also, um, he also noted that, you know, even on the news, not all news that comes out is negative, that there is positives. You know, there are positive stories out there. That was basically what he had to say. Um, Senator Harris pretty much said the same exact thing, just in different wording. Um, You know, she said that, you know, we're on opposite sides of the party. We're running against each other. But when the president was diagnosed with COVID-19, we still sent our best wishes to him. We might not have the same viewpoints, but at the end of the day, quote unquote, she didn't say there for each other, but that's what essentially she meant. I don't have exactly what she said in front of me. But they both gave, I think, really good answers for it. Yeah. Um, you know, there wasn't like a – neither one of them ignored that question. They both, I think, gave really heartwarming answers to that, you know, because it would have been really easy for them to blow off that question and talk about something else. But I think they both found it important that they need to – Well, and I think who it came from really sparked their desire to answer that question too – you know, the fact that it came from an eighth grader, it came from um, part of, you know, the next generation. I don't care who you are. If you're a political leader, you know, you kind of in your mind think this is my chance to try and pass on the torch in a sense, or, you know, give them a little info for later in life because they think they both think they're, you know, doing the right thing. They both think that they're doing the best job they can. So you don't want to pass up that opportunity to, give an answer to a question from, you know, someone from that next generation. Right. And especially with the magnitude power of that question. Absolutely. You know, they could have asked a really different question, but I think it, that was a good question that was asked. That was my favorite question of the entire debate. I think no it, joke. I think it was my favorite question out of the whole 2020 debates. Yeah. No, I completely agree because with Because it was a, Honest question, and they gave honest answers. Yeah. No, I agree with you. But that is it for the 2020 vice presidential debate recap. Sorry that we are a little bit late, but better late than never. We're here now anyway. <laughs> now I don't know when this is being released, so we'll see when we see. Yep, see you soon, guys. And our all social media is down in the show notes down below. See you later. Yep, we got some entertainment over there. Come over, have some fun. We'll see you guys later.